This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together for worship. We follow divine service setting one in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of the word, and by Jesus' authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I read our psalm for today. I will speak of your testimonies before kings, O Lord, and shall not be put to shame. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I will speak of your testimonies before kings, O Lord, and shall not be put to shame. We continue with our Kyrie. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Lord. 
glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father. with you. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people. Keep us steadfast in your grace and truth. Protect and deliver us in times of temptation. Defend us against all enemies and grant to your church your saving peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Today we are observing the Festival of Reformation Day, remembering the Reformation and Martin Luther that began on October the 31st in 1517, when Martin Luther nailed the 95 statements of debate, debate, the 95 species, as my son uh, Roger used to call it when he was little, instead of the 95 thesis, he called it the species. Um, but Luther nailed the 95 statements of debate, the thesis on the door of the castle church in Wittenberg, Germany, and thus began the Reformation. Our first reading from Revelation chapter 14. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If you look at our statements from the Reformation, sola scriptura, sola gratia, sola fide, sola Christus. By scripture alone, by grace alone, by faith alone, through Christ alone. The epistle for today is written in St. Paul's letter to the church at Rome, the third chapter. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. 
For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We sing together the Alleluia verse. Alleluia, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Jesus is alive. These words from John chapter 8. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said... If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. These are the words of our text. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. St. Paul was on the run. He was literally running for his life. He was running from the city of Thessalonica. Paul had been in Thessalonica and he was telling people about Jesus. And people were believing the good news. The good news that God sets things right between us and him. God saves us from the mess we make of our lives. We disappoint others, we disappoint ourselves, 
We all fall short of God's plan for us. We can't keep his words of life. We come into the world as God's enemies. And all of us, well, all of us are in the same stinking boat. The same sinking boat. And we can't rescue ourselves. We are doomed to drown in sin and rebellion. But God is rich in mercy and he is filled with love and forgiveness for us. God gives his son to set us free from the mess we are in. Out of sheer generosity and love, Jesus takes our mess, our sin, and makes it his. Jesus offers his life as a sacrifice to satisfy God's righteous anger over our sin. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. That's you and me. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus sets us in the clear. He wipes out our past. He pardons us. He gives us his righteousness. This is the good news that St. Paul talked about. And in the city of Thessalonica, people listened and they heard and a number of people believed. But you know, you know that where the good news is told, the old evil foe will rise up and try to undo what God is doing. And that's exactly what happened in Thessalonica. The Jews rounded up some bad characters and they formed a mob and they started a riot in Port I mean Thessalonica. Almost said Portland. <laughs> That was on purpose. <laughs> but very similar then and today, isn't it? And everything in the city of Thessalonica was thrown into turmoil. And the mob went looking for St. Paul. They wanted to string him up and put an end to his preaching. And so St. Paul is on the run. And in the book of Acts we read... As soon as it was night, the brothers, the Christians in Thessalonica, sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. Ah, Berea. A little town in the shadow of Mount Olympus. Far from the Ignatian Way. The Ignatian Way was the interstate of St. Paul's Day. Berea was a place of safety, a town off the beaten path, a city where St. Paul could catch his breath and relax in safety. Where is a place like Berea for you? A place away from the hustle and bustle of life, a place where you can just catch your breath, a place like like Salmon, Idaho. That's Berea for me. Far away from the interstate, nestled in the mountains 
quiet, safe, a little nine-hole golf course, <laughs> of course. Well, you know, you know, St. Paul just can't relax. He just can't relax and do nothing in Berea. Oh, no, no, Paul goes to work there, and he, he starts telling people the good news there, too, about Jesus, the Son of God who sets us free from sin and death. If the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Jesus says, if you hold to my teaching, you are truly my disciples. And then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Well, the truth of the gospel, the good news, set the people of Berea free. We read this. Now the Bereans were of more noble character than the Thessalonians. For they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Many of the Jews believed, as did also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. Imagine what it was like to hear about Jesus and to be set free from your past and to be free forever. Forever free from trying to earn a place in God's kingdom. Forever free from having to perform for God and hoping that God was happy with you, but never knowing if he was. Forever free from the mess you've made of your life. Forever free from guilt and shame forever free from God's wrath and the anguish of hell, forever free from slavery to sin. Imagine what it is like to be set free, free indeed, by Jesus, to be right with God. Not by your efforts, but by Jesus. Jesus, your righteousness, the one who makes you right with God. And being right with God gives you freedom, everlasting freedom. This truth, it reforms your life. And that's the way it was for Martin Luther. Martin Luther lived under a burden that crushed him. He struggled with the age-old questions that everyone wrestles with. What must I do to appease God's wrath? How can I find release from my slavery to sin? Where can I find the certainty of forgiveness and eternal life? Luther, Luther was a doctor of theology, but he couldn't answer those questions. His his soul was tormented night and day. Maybe you've known that kind of torment. And Luther tried everything, everything, to find peace with God. And he wore himself out, exhausted himself with fasting and vigils and prayers and works of every kind. He would have given everything he had, even his own life, just to have his sins removed, his conscience 
quieted, his soul cleansed. He was exhausted. His life was a living hell. And Luther writes about that time in a hymn that we sing. Fast bound in Satan's chains I lay. Death brooded darkly o'er me. Sin was my torment night and day, and sin my mother bore me. But daily deeper still I fell, my life became a living hell. So firmly sin possessed me. And then salvation found Martin Luther. He was reading the book of Romans. This is where the truth is that set Luther free. And Luther realized He realized when he read that third chapter of Romans that righteousness with God is not earned. Righteousness with God is given. Given by the grace of God in Christ Jesus, received by the working of the Holy Spirit who works faith in us to believe the gospel. Luther read, the just shall live by faith, not by works. And the mercy of God seized Martin Luther's heart. He learned the truth of our text that it is by God's grace and his mercy that we are saved through faith. And as Paul would write later, in this not of your own doing, it is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. With those words, the Holy Spirit took possession of Martin Luther's heart and reformed his life in a moment. For the first time, Luther knew that he was not saved by an accumulation of good works, a lifetime of penance, a monk's vow, or the virtues of dead saints. Luther knew that we are saved by grace, by grace alone, by the atoning, all-satisfying blood of Jesus shed on the cross for Martin, and that truth set Martin free. Jesus, who is the way and the truth and the life, set Luther free. And if the sun sets you free, well, then you will be free indeed. And Luther was free. The good news of salvation stopped the accusing voice of Luther's conscience. His sin forgiven. He had peace with God for the first time. And banished forever was the heartache and guilt that had shaken his soul with the fear of God's wrath. Uncertainty was replaced by Christ. God's promises flooded into Martin's heart and the gates of hell could not prevail over God's grace. Martin Luther was a new man. And now he lived in grace, the undeserved mercy of God in Christ. Now he saw the cross and he realized all of his sins were washed away by the blood of Jesus. He saw the empty tomb and he knew that everlasting life was his eternal home. That same good news that reformed Martin Luther's heart is for you, too. What St. Paul told the Thessalonians and the Bereans is for you, too. The good news that set Luther free sets you free indeed. It reforms your life, it reforms your whole world. When you are on the run, running from your past, running away from the mess you've made, 
running away from the truth of who you are, a sinner in a sinking boat with every other stinking sinner, and condemned by God, running away from the grave that chases you when you are on the run, Jesus. Jesus is your Berea. Jesus is your salmon, Idaho. Jesus is your rest. Jesus is your salvation. Jesus is your Savior. He lived and he died for you. And he is the medicine your soul needs, the forgiveness that settles your conscience. He is your righteousness who sets you right with God. Jesus is the good news who puts your heart at ease who gives you peace that passes all understanding, who snatches you from the flames of hell, who opens the gates of heaven before you. When your life is a living hell, Jesus sets you free. And if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And Jesus says, if you hold to my teaching, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The Holy Spirit reforms you and me. He makes you and me disciples of Jesus of noble character and he leads you and me to be like the Bereans. He makes you to hear the teachings of Jesus with great eagerness in your heart to hold the very words of Jesus and to examine the scriptures every day to see what is true, to have room in your heart for the good news. Yes, if you hold to my teaching, Jesus says, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And this truth belongs to you. It is yours. Even when heaven and earth pass away, and they will, even when the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, and they will, even when time ends, and it will, even when Jesus returns on the clouds with great power and glory, and he will, even when you stand before Jesus on the last day, you will, this truth of the gospel is yours forever. You belong to Jesus Christ, the crucified, and nothing, nothing in all of creation can separate you from him. This truth sets you free, free to live, free to die, free indeed, free in Jesus. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to join with me as we confess our Christian faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. 
he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them. Read, mark, learn, and take them to heart, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Give you 